in that Toronto lineup tonight. That's going to be a huge challenge for him. All right, here he is from Rays Radio. Let's bring on Neil Solons. He'll spread some more knowledge to us about what's going on with the Rays. Uh, your boy T-Crash is back, man. You want to welcome him back, Neil? Yeah, they didn't put you on uh, the most wanted list over at Field. <laughs> they were going to throw me overboard into the Chicago River at one point uh, uh, throughout the weekend, but no, it was, a, it was a great time. It's good to be back, and you know, I was I was following uh, along with everybody else what was happening over the weekend with Malik Smith doing his thing. I mean, he looked incredible over the weekend, you know, with eight hits, uh, three stolen bases, he scored six runs, and. He provides that sort of dynamic out of a leadoff spot. He can bunt his way on that the Rays really haven't had since Carl Crawford was here. I'm glad you started his fan club already. That's nice. We got a we got a president and and uh, secretary and everything. That's pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah. He was good. He was really good. Um, and look, I, I I don't think it's something you didn't see the first month he was up here. Um, you know, I think now it just maybe a little more confidence, some more reps, some you know, but. I mean, is he going to go eight for fourteen every series? No, I, I you know, you're not going to see that. But I do think he gives the Rays that dimension. Um, I think that the big question going forward is just how good he'll be defensively on an everyday basis in center field, because that's probably where the Rays would miss uh, KK the most. You know, during this two month stretch that they're going to have him out. Well, I um, I just hope that uh, Malik Smith works out. If not, I'm. We're pretty confident you got enough depth this time around with Kevin Kiermaier going to be out for a significant amount of time because you also have Kobe Rasmus and, of course, uh, Mr. Borges, who can play center field, correct? I, I definitely think they're better situated. You know, I heard Marthon earlier, and, you know, how we talked about, you know, last year was Jennings and, and uh, Matuk and Geyer, and who can forget Jeff Decker. I mean, you know, right. the Rays certainly are in a much better position now than they were a year ago, and I felt that way going into the season. You know, I think their overall defense in the outfield is better. Um, I think Steven Souza has, has played a much better right field um, than he did a year ago. I think Colby has been very, very good in left. Um, and I think Malik's and Peter Borges in center, you know, even if, if Colby doesn't play center field, I think if it's just Malik's and Peter, I think those guys are better than the four guys we just mentioned. So I think they're better positioned, and I think that probably helps the pitching staff, too, from a mental standpoint. Um, because I, I think missing KK and knowing that they just didn't have the same type of ability and personnel in the outfield, I think probably made them try and do too much as pitchers. I, I think it'll help in that regard just to have you know the guys they have assembled. Neil Solons is with us, Rays pre and post game show host. Rays are in Toronto tonight, where Jake Faria will be on the mound subbing for the injured Matt Andres against Marco Estrada. And, this will be a very interesting challenge, Neil. Talked about that right before you came on because now those Blue Jay bats are healthy. They are uh, very potent, as you know, from top to bottom. Uh, what do you expect from the youngster in his uh, second start here tonight? Boy, you know, that that's a hard question because I think with a rookie it's hard to know what to expect, especially on the road. You know, I think um, normally when you see a young pitcher transition from the minor leagues to the big leagues, the thing that they always seem to do better is pitch um, at home. And, and, you know, you mentioned the lineup, but more than that, I think, you know, Toronto can be a very good hitter's ballpark too. Um, so, I mean, if he just gives them five or six innings and keeps them in the game, uh, I think first road start at the big league level, that's, that's all. I mean, if he gives you more than that, great. But I think that's really all you're hoping for in a start like this. Um, you just don't want to have to start a road trip where you're, you know, blowing up the bullpen. 
Um, and, and that's probably why the Rays are being cautious and not officially giving him, you know, the next start in Detroit. All right, let's talk about the draft that uh, is going on right now in Major League Baseball. Last night, the first two rounds, and I thought the Rays got a guy that is uh, extremely talented, uniquely talented. A guy's been playing both ways at the collegiate level. First of all, I like the fact that you have drafted a, a college guy that is well-established like Brendan McKay. Give us your thoughts on Mr. McKay. Yeah, I was I was uh, here at the Trop last night, and I was pleasantly surprised um, that they got him, first of all. You know, I kind of thought the Twins were going to take him. I really did. And so if you get a guy who... You know, certainly there wasn't like a, a Bryce Harper consensus 1-1 pick yesterday, but um, I still thought he was the top guy that, that was going to get chosen. So I was a little bit surprised that he fell to the Rays at four. And that said, I'm excited about, you know, what they have going forward. I mean, who knows how it'll work out in terms of where he ends up, whether it's first base pitcher or both. Um, but I think just the the – options that he provides you are very unique so i think it's a good idea for the race to see this through um and see how it goes and and you know either way i think they have a talented player that can help them neil solons is with us neil for some reason the rays have been uh quite adept at drafting and developing pitchers not so position players i know i get this question asked many times by fans and why do you think that's been the case over the years i think it's because in some cases they made either the board didn't fall their way meaning the guy they wanted wasn't still available or in some cases maybe they didn't take the right player you know i i let's say for instance the 2011 year you know you could have taken jackie bradley jr end up taking mikey matuk um did they did they not develop right or did they not take the right player um and i think more often than not it it has to do with making the right selections more than it is the drafting and developing. I don't think that they were better at developing when they took Evan Longoria and B.J. Upton and Carl Crawford. Um, I just think they ended up taking the better players. Um, you know, and I think the fact that they traded for Willie Adamas and Jake Bowers um, and some of some of those type kids um, speaks more to the um, you know the guys that they were able to trade for that have abilities that have suddenly risen to the top of the farm system. And I think it's about accumulating talent. Um, so, you know, I think McKay was a good choice because of the talent he provides. And, and I think that he's going to get to the big leagues based on his abilities, his talent, his drive, all those things. And so um, they've been better maybe at selecting the right pitchers. Um, and hopefully going forward, they're you know more adept at doing both of those things. I think the two-way thing is going to work itself out. I think, for one, it seems to me that he has such a baseball IQ, he's going to figure out which he's more adapted to with this level of competition. Are you thinking along the same route there? I, I do, but I think, you know, obviously it'll be determined by performance. But, you know, there's it, look, if you perform well in both, I mean, there are you're starting to see some teams start to try this at the upper levels um, and even at the big league level. I mean, the Padres tried Christian Bethencourt. You know, he was a catcher first. They moved him to the outfield and then started throwing him on the mound. Um, Anthony Ghost didn't work out as an outfielder with the Tigers, and now he's thrown in the upper 90s as a pitcher. Um, the Rays are just starting the process earlier and seeing if it can if it can happen with both. And, I mean, look, I, I'm, I have no crystal ball. I don't know how it's going to play out, but imagine if you had a power-hitting first baseman that, you know, his, his spot in the order doesn't come up. Uh, isn't expected to come up in the order in the ninth inning or eighth inning, and you go and warm them up in the bullpen um, while you know while the team's hitting. 
and and then put him in the game for one or two innings or something like that and have him close out a game because he's he's got good enough stuff or you know you 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 start him and and you know he pitches as a starter but hits and then plays first base three days and has an off day one day right before he pitches i mean they're unique ways i'm kind of curious to see how this works out more next year than anything at the minor league level to see how they manage all his innings and and to see how it works going forward well, we're intrigued by it too he's neil solon's pre and post game show host he'll be on the air tonight before the rays and the blue jays up in toronto thanks a lot neil we'll talk to you later buddy you got it. I look forward to seeing you on those milk cartons in Chicago. Yeah, oh, trust me, it's already on up there. <laughs> All right, thanks, All right. Neil. All right, get out of here. We're done with you. Neil Solons. Hey, Neil Solons here.